The RNLI marks 200 years of the lifeboat service shortly and one of the oldest West Coast stations which will mark its 100th birthday in 1920, since 1927 is the Aran Island all-weather lifeboat. Among its crew is volunteer Daniel O'Connell, who had no seagoing experience before he signed up 10 years ago. Being part of the RNLI service on the island is a family affair, as Lorna Siggins discovered when she spoke to Daniel and his wife, Lena. Their children, Oliver and Owen, told Lorna about the time that Oliver fell out of their treehouse and needed the RNLI boat. With apologies to any lifeboat crew listening, that's a test. But when Daniel O'Connell hears the pager on the Iron Island of Inishmore, he calmly picks up his keys, goes out the door and heads for the lifeboat station at the harbour. There was a time when several of the shouts involved members of his family, as his daughter Olive and his younger son Owen recall. So I'd basically just gone up to get something. And for some reason, I forgot to go down the ladder and I just walked off the... Edge of the chairs, we had one of those little wooden ladders at the time, and I just walked out of it, fell down, and my hand went into the dirt. Like all the adrenaline rushed through my head, so I couldn't feel the pain. And were you there, Owen? Uh, Well, I was up on top of the treehouse when it happened. She's she's fine, but everyone else in the family is like, Oh, this is so intense, this is so intense. I was... Oh my god. So you kept your cool? Everybody else was more worried than I was. The thing I was most worried about is they put a hole in my iron jersey. That was all that I was worried about. And then you went on the lifeboat? Yeah, I was brought out on the lifeboat to the hospital. I have to say it was a very calm and quick journey from iron into Russellville. Yeah. And then you went to the hospital? I think it was the Day after Christmas? Two days after Christmas. Two days out. Yeah, I just can't believe how close it was to Christmas. I remember going into the hospital and seeing her hand. Oh my God. Oh, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. So Jack, you also have your own experience of a lifeboat. I don't know how much you would remember, but maybe you could tell me what you know. Yeah, I went out on lifeboat around Christmas time years ago because I had tonsillitis. I really don't remember a lot of it. I remember more of the hospital than I do going out in the lifeboat. And it was Christmas Day. Christmas Day when right. we went in. Yeah. yeah. It was my first interaction with the lifeboat. He had suffered from tonsillitis in a few times before then, but this one had progressed to the point where his airway was closing up, so it was just okay. We get him in now, they'll put IV anti- antibiotics onto him and get it cleared up really quick before it becomes really serious. We went down to Marion on Christmas Day afternoon. That's Marion Broderick, yeah. yeah. And she's like, yeah, we need to get you out of here. So the pagers were set off and down we went. It was really impressive, actually, because 10 lads dropped everything that day on Christmas Day to turn up. It was just amazing to see. And then they were really good to us on the boat. And they looked after Jack and kept him amused and stuff. And yeah, we got in, so... There was a good swell in it. So the the thing is, distraction is a great thing on the lifeboat. So if you're bringing in a casualty, if you can distract them with something, it takes their mind off the sea altogether. So that's what they did. Because you might have been running a temperature, were you? Oh, there was a high temperature as well, yeah. 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 No, they were very professional about it. Mm-hmm. And it they was were lovely. Really nice. It was just nice and smooth. Yeah. yeah. There was no issues. 
That's a Christmas to remember anyway. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. So you decided then you'd like to volunteer. Yeah. But a couple of years after then, I signed up and joined the lifeboat. Just coming up on 10 years now. And how does that fit in with your job? You work in the recycling centre. Yeah. We don't get a whole lot of calls during the day. But when we do, we don't have an issue with just dropping everything and going. Like I've turned up two calls in the skip truck, the teleporter. Every vehicle we have, I've been to the lifeboat in them. We never have an issue with that. Yeah, we have great flexibility. We have a good setup, so... So, Lena, there's a big family involvement here because you're doing the communications for the lifeboat station, which dates back to 1927. Yeah, 27, which yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, no, it's great. So you're going to have your own big anniversary coming up fairly, fairly yeah. soon. Yeah, we're lucky because it's like your own ambulance. I mean, having experienced it firsthand, the lads and ladies will just give up their time. We're very lucky, thank God. Yeah. yeah. We go to the other islands for fundraisers and you get to meet lots of people. There's so many people that do amazing volunteer work themselves, fundraisers. It's brilliant, you know, and it's good if you can give back. Thank God we're all healthy and it's good to be able to give a little bit back, you know, especially when a small community, everything is community based. And if you don't help out, sure, it's important to give back. So what sort of shouts have you been on? I mean, you've saved lives. We have, yeah. Everything from tow-ins to search and rescues. The most memorable one, and one people might know a lot about, would be the paddleboarders. And that was a massive search. Right, like, that was August 2020. Yeah. Cousins from Galway, Sarah, yeah, Feeney and Ellen. That Lynn. went out from Furbo Beach, and it was beautiful, lovely sunny day. It was absolutely gorgeous. The wind just went from kind of a southwest to a northeast. And it's so easy to get pushed offshore with a breeze. And if you're on a paddleboard, you move really, really fast. After a while then, I could feel myself getting cold in the, the gear. So I thought, hang on a second now. I have a grab bag with everything that we got from our new kit. So I put that on, the whole lot. And my God, the difference it made. Like we were able to stay out for all, the whole night. And that night was unreal because what started out as a bit of a breeze and a bit overcast turned into thunder and lightning. There was wind, there was rain, like everything was thrown at us and at those girls that night so how did you feel when you heard they oh, were stop. found i get more emotional the further away from it i get the more emotional i get about it because yeah oh, sorry it was i think we all cried <laughs> <sighs> yeah yeah very emotional people don't realize how big that search turned into be yeah nighttime searches are completely different to daytime searches a nighttime search, you have your searchlight, and the weather conditions that night were so bad. It would be similar to holding a candle in front of a mirror reflecting on the water. And it's such a small area that you have to concentrate on. So you're focused on the sea the whole time. You can't take your eye off it. You're switched on the whole time. You can't get distracted by anything. So would you both like to work with the lifeboat? Would you like to volunteer? Yeah. I wish it was younger. I wish it was like maybe like 15 or 16 when you could join, but it's 18. When we started the voyage, there was just me and you. But that was all quite dramatic, wasn't it? That's the O'Donnell family talking to Lorna Siggins on Inish Moore. 200 years of the RNLI. More information, rnli.org.